to be talking about uh, correction. We're going to continue in our uh, discussion concerning correction. And what I'm going to talk about is uh, Christ giving you light. Christ giving you light. So we're going to read from Ephesians chapter 5. And let me just go into Ephesians here. Uh, and I want to read from verse... From verse 8. The context here is good works and that we should not, you know, that, that we should be partakers of good works. And many times when we read this, we, we think that the good works is something we need to produce of ourselves. And when the Bible says, um, and we discussed this last time, it says, For this you know that no warmonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of God and in Christ. So many times we, we want to read this and say, if you commit these things, then God will not allow you to inherit his kingdom, which it's not saying. What I believe this is saying is that um, those things are not what we inherit. Hormonging and um, being covetous, loving money and, and all those kind of things, that's not what we inherit in Christ. Since we know that that is not what we inherit in Christ, let us not be open to be partakers of those things. Our inheritance is something that is good and beautiful. Then it says, Let no man deceive you with vain words, because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. I'm going to have a teaching just on the wrath of God, and um, where I'm going to explain this verse, which I'm not going to do today, otherwise, because I'll have to just um, spend the whole service just on wrath, which I will do later. So um, where wrath is, you can go and listen to a teaching that, I've, that I spoke on this, uh, on my website, just search the wrath of God in the search area on dynamicministries.com and you'll find it there. Then it says, be not, uh, be not therefore partakers with them. F and now explains why. For you, some, for you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For, that's a very important word here, the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and um, truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. This is very important, for you were sometimes, um, sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord, walk as children of the light. Now, when, I, when you read a verse like that, it can be such a condemning verse and it can actually get us back into legalism which we don't want. I want to remind you of last Sunday's service. Uh, last Sunday I showed a video clip and if you haven't watched that you can go and watch this in last Sunday's service. In the beginning of the service I showed a video clip on the power of speaking, of just human willpower basically, just the power of speaking over matter. Uh, what this one doctor did, um, he, he's got a degree in science or something, I'm not sure, and he lives in Japan. And what he did was he went and uh, basically he, made a, a, he did research on the effect human words has on matter. And then what he did was he charged water with uh, emotion or with uh, thought. Now, the way he does, does that was simple. He would take a, a bucket of water and then pour some water into one uh, container and water into another container, both of them obviously uh, sterile, clean, 
and then over the one he would speak words like I love you or thank you and over the other one I hate you or you are not good or something like that. Then they would uh, freeze this water and take a, I think it's called a dark field microscope and then look at the crystals that's formed in the water. It's amazing how beautiful the crystals are where good words were spoken and how misformed the crystals were where bad words were spoken. And then they end the video clip, which is a completely new age video clip, um, and, and they say, if your thoughts can do that to water, what do you think it's going to do to you? Now, our thoughts will definitely have a great impact on us. But now, I, I want to go even further. If a word that we speak over water has that effect on water, how much more will we, if we can hear God's word spoken over, over our heart, if we can say, God, speak your word over my heart, speak your word over my body, how much more will His word not produce in you and bring to light the life of God in you? So, whenever we read the Bible, whenever we read a scripture like, um, since you are light, be children of the light. The moment we hear that from a perspective where we see ourselves as disqualified, where we see ourselves as, oh my goodness, you know, now I need to measure up to being the light of God, and I need to live this holy life since I am a Christian, um, you will find a word spoken to your subconscious mind, which is a word of disqualification, which is a word that is all of a sudden works orientated, where you will easily come to the bottom line conclusion, which says, if I walk, um, if I walk in the light, you know, if, or if I have the fruit of light by bearing good fruit, you know, that means I'm in the light. And you can get completely back into the law and um, it will just bring forth a manifestation of sin in your life. Now, this might sound very complicated, but let me just explain this just in short, because you might say, Bertie, what are you saying? This is what I'm saying. When a word is spoken over water, just in normal humanism, humanistic power, it's got an effect. How much more will the word of God have an effect on the human heart? And if we believe, and if we hear God saying negative words about us, it will produce negative in our lives. And what the law does is, the Bible says the law manifests, or not the law, the flesh uses the law to manifest sin in our life and it speaks of our inability to have or to qualify for eternal life. And we will just hear negative word. If you hear God say words like, I hate you, I want to kill you, what, do you, what effect will that not have on the human heart? So from that platform we want to look at correction we want to look at that scripture that says since you are light be children of the light we have understood that verse of um, you know be children of the light as you know since you are now the righteousness of God go and bear love joy peace long-suffering kindness meekness temperance and faithfulness and you better do those things but that's not what that verse says and I want you to go and just have a look at it again Look at this, it says um, in verse 8, For you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. So what he's saying here is basically that 
If you can walk as a child of the light, you are now light, but if you can walk as a child of the light, then the fruit of the Spirit will be in your life. And that is what he's basically um, saying there, you know. If you can walk as a child of the light, you can have the fruit of the Spirit in your life. So he's not trying to say there that we should bear the fruit of the Spirit. For John clearly says in John 15 that we can of ourselves do nothing, but we need to abide in Him and then He will bear His fruit in us. So, when the scripture says, walk as a child of the light, what it's actually saying is, abide in Christ. And let me explain that. The context here, and um, it was difficult to really get to what the true context is. And I find, I found that even my mind was so programmed with, that means go and do good works, um, that I couldn't really read what it says. But after a lot of study and just praying in the Holy Spirit, I start to see the true context. And the true context is the Ephesians. You know, it is so simple. It is the Ephesians. The Ephesians were people that worshipped the goddess Diana. And as they worshipped this goddess Diana, um, you know, Paul and them came to the area, preached to them, they received the gospel. And after Paul and them left, there was a small church, um, you know, or there was a church still in Ephesus. And I think these guys didn't know how the Christian culture worked, how Christian things worked. And some of them would say, well, you know, now that I've believed, okay, I've believed, but what did they do? They still lived as the children of Diana. Uh, Diana was the goddess that was worshipped there and also other idols, you know. And as you would find uh, a person being a child of the law of Moses would be a person who practices the uh, um, the prescriptions of the law of Moses, like for instance, you know, circumcising your children, going to the temple and all those kind of things. So if you're a child of Diana, you would go and do the worship that Diana commands. You will have her things in your house, you will have a little statues, you would pray to them, you would um, honor her and all those kind of things. And that would mean a child or a worshiper of Diana. But since you are of the light, Walk now as a child of the light, meaning we are not anymore practicing idol worship, neither are we now a child of the law of Moses anymore. And we are now abiding in Christ. So abiding in Christ means I'm a child of, I'm not righteous by my works, I don't, I'm not defined by that which I do, I am defined by who He is, and since He is His Jesus is the word over my life. You know, I am not going to partake in any kind of a ritual or legalism or anything like that so that I can have life from God, you know. So, um, what we, it seems to me the, the computer just here went off. I'm, I'm sorry about that. We'll sort that out now. Um, so, what, what I'm trying to say there is that when you're a child of the Lord, when you are a child of of um, the light, you are a person who abides in the light. And what is the light? We're going to look at that verse now in John chapter 1 verse 12. What is the light? How do we walk in the light? Just a quick summary again. This is what we've said. Point one, you know, when we, uh, we need to have a good word over us, and any verse we look at, even if we look at the verse that says we are, 
the, um, we, are darkness, or we are light and not darkness anymore and we should walk as children of the light. It should never be a verse of disqualification, but a verse where, um, where we hear his affirmation and his love. If he says, walk as a child of the light, he says, you are now light. Walking as a child of the light is walking in the revelation that I am not in need of idol worship or legalism anymore to have life. That is abiding in the light or abiding in the Lord so that He can bear His fruit in us. Let us have a look at John chapter 1. John chapter 1 and I think it's verse 4. We're going to look at this life. It says here, In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Read it again. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Isn't that awesome? So, the life in Christ is the light of men. That is amazing. The life of Christ is the light of men. Now, how do we apply that as a web church in our lives and you as an individual how do you apply that in your life very simple <clears throat> when the bible says the life of christ is your life what it means is or the life of christ is what enlightens you is when we behold his life what kind of a life does he have the life jesus has is in human form there's a human being seated at the right hand of god my friend that human being is the place that God has prepared for humans. So what that means is, he's your high priest, he talks about you. The life he has in correlation to the Father talks about you. The righteousness he has talks about your righteousness. The way in which he lives from the platform of I am, wherein he believes in the Father, where the life of the Father is his life, talks about you. And when you see that life, and you can believe in that life, you find that that life is the light in you. Now, here the Bible says, you know, that when we walk as children of the light, He will actually illuminate our lives with good works. Now, the light, the manifestation of light in you is very simple. This is how it's going to take place. He is going to light up your life, when you walk as a child of the light. So when I say, I am light, I am, and he defines light there as that which is um, opposite to bad works, that which is opposite to, um, you know, the manifestation of the flesh. So he says, you will have good works manifesting in you if you just come and say, I don't walk by the law anymore, but I walk by the revelation that his life is my life. If I'm a child of this principle, if I'm a child of that life, what does it mean? I'm now, that, that which I do in this life is, I say, well, I'm the righteousness of God. I am holy. I am fully innocent. I am fully unified with Him. I am one with Him. Uh, His life is my life. His holiness is my holiness. I am a co-owner of love. I am a co-owner of righteousness. So, we don't have to bring our own light. He will enlighten us. That's what that scripture says. I want us to go and have a look at um, just that verse quickly um, again. 
because it goes on in Ephesians and it talks in verse 9 about for the fruit of the Spirit. It talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Now, the Spirit, I want to just explain to you what the Spirit is. This is very important. You know, we've been very super spiritual concerning the Spirit things. And, and let me go to 2 Corinthians 3 verse uh, 14 and read uh, what the Spirit is. A little bit on there. Y here in verse um, chapter 2, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17 says, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, is liberty. The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, is liberty. And what he talks about here, he talks about being blinded by the law and the Old Testament. But when you come to Christ, then the law or the veil shall be taken away from your heart. You know, so the veil that's upon our heart shall be taken away where the Spirit of the Lord is, and there will be liberty. And it says here, the Lord is that Spirit. Now, what does it mean if we say that the Lord is the Spirit? If the Lord is the Spirit, what does it mean? Very simple. Jesus and the fact that He is Lord means that He rules and reigns over sin. He rules and reigns over death. He rules and reigns over uh, works righteousness. And He came, and since He ruled over that and judged against that, He came and gave life as a free gift to mankind. And He gave righteousness as a free gift to mankind so that we can receive that gift. That is what it means to say He is the Lord. So when we see the, when we say the Lord is the Spirit, we say that when we are in the teaching of Jesus as the one that lords it over legalism, lords it over our disqualification, lords it over human effort and righteousness by human willpower, um, and, he, and He ended all of that and granted His life as a free gift to us, we are in the Spirit. That's what He's saying. We must realize that every word in the Bible where it refers to the Holy Spirit doesn't, doesn't always refer just to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, don't believe every spirit. Now what that means is, don't believe every teaching. So in the very same way, there are places where the Bible, when it refers to the Holy Spirit, it refers to the teaching of Jesus as Lord, as the one that ended your war, as the one that ended your struggle, as the one that uh, uh, took away all your sin and gave you righteousness as a free gift. So it says here, um, you know, that, Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all righteousness. So to me, if I walk as a child of the light, what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to do what this verse says in 2 Corinthians. I'm not going to have uh, a veiled life, but I can, I'm going to look at the Lordship of Christ, and I'm going to see what the Holy Spirit reminds me of. The fruit of being in the Spirit, or let me put it this way, being in the Spirit, or uh, being a child of the light, or abiding in Christ, all these things are synonym. It means to continue in your belief in Jesus and not be forgetful hearers, but to be a doer of the word 
what is the word? The word is, you don't need works righteousness anymore to be righteous before God. You don't have to follow uh, uh, Jewish systems to be righteous before God. You don't, you cannot have life by your own flesh and be righteous before God or have eternal life by human ability. You cannot have a report about your life which is founded in what you do for God and what the right things and the good things you do and then think from there you're going to have life. That is what Jesus spells. That's what belief in Christ spells. And that believing that and abiding in that, veering away from the old life, as Paul said, I count that old life but dung, wherein I was something based on the fact that I was trained under Gamaliel and I was a Pharisee of the Pharisees and I was very zealous and I knew the scriptures and all those kind of things, you know. Like our friend testified, you know, I wanted to be the guy that's got all the wisdom. You know, and I wanted to have all these, these you know, uh, I want to be the one with the deep wisdom and the deep knowledge and all this. But when he said, I give over to you, Lord, he found that that is not important anymore. It's important just to have his life and love others. It's so beautiful to, um, to have that. So when we are, when the Bible says walk as children of the light, it doesn't say produce your own light. It says Walk as a child of the light. You are already light. You are that which the Bible says through you, I'm going to manifest what I approve of. I'm going to manifest what is pure and what is holy. So now, walk in the spirit. Walk as a child of the light. For when I'm in the spirit, when I'm in the revelation of Jesus is my Lord, and another uh, 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 a point of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says the Holy Spirit will remind the world of uh, sin, convict the world of sin, for they have not believed in Him, of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and of judgment, for the prince of this world is judged. So the Holy Spirit's voice towards the world is, you know, we, we've taken this verse out of context as preachers many times. We've said, the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, the church of righteousness, and judgment. Because the prince of this world is judged. That's not what it says. It says he will convict the world of sin, the world of righteousness, and the world of judgment. The world of sin for the have not believed. So it will say, listen, sin manifests in you on account of unbelief in Christ. And that is exactly what the Holy Spirit will even say to the church. He will continue to remind you of, and we see it in the life of Paul, he will continue to remind you of this one thing. And that is that, um, you know, belief in Christ is the right thing to do and anything outside of that would be called sin. Of righteousness, you will convict the world of righteousness. Why? Because I go to my Father. So because Jesus goes to the Father, he can tell the, we can tell the world and we can tell the church of the righteousness that we are now, that is available for every person as a free gift. Why? Because there's a human righteous in at the right hand of the Father, which is the place prepared for every human being. Okay, that's what the Holy Spirit will do. He will tell you that the prince of this world, which is you, uh, which, which, which talks about Satan, but also talks about Satan's wisdom, which is to find life by your own ability, that is judged as it cannot produce life. And a new way is brought unto life, which is Jesus. So, when the Bible says, be children of the light for the fruit of the Spirit. What he's saying is, is, he says, listen, walk in the revelation that you are not of darkness. You are not 
partakers of the unfruitful works of darkness, which I will explain now. You are not partakers of that anymore. Don't be partakers of that, for you are now light, and walk as a child of the light, walk as a person that says, I continue in belief in Christ, and I'm not going back to the old system. That is what the Apostle Paul was actually referring to there. Let us, um, let me just read that uh, uh, verse. I want to just read another verse here. Let us just read that quickly. It says here, um, sorry, I'll need to get back to Ephesians. Let me just find it. Uh, it says here, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. That word proving means uh, the same word as what you purify silver. Proving what is acceptable to the Lord. So what God is saying is, He says, He will purify your walk and He will bring it forth. How? By, by you not going back to the old way, but continuing in as a child of the light. Not going back as when I was a child of Judaism or whatever. He says, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but reprove them. For it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Um, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whosoever does make manifest is light. So what he is saying here, and it's a very difficult way of speaking, but what the Apostle Paul is saying there, he says, don't have anything to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. Now what is the unfruitful works of darkness? Darkness has got a certain commandment, you know, that you need to do. Darkness will tell you, for instance, if you tithe, then you're going to have a breakthrough by your works. Now that is the unfruitful work of darkness. That work cannot produce generosity in you. It cannot set you free from stinginess. It cannot set you free from uh, a love of money. It cannot set you free from any of those things. An unfruitful work of darkness would, for instance, be to think today that you can go and circumcise your child and by doing that, ye will be part of the people of God. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a work of darkness, but it's an unfruitful work, you know. So that's why the Bible says, a light shone in darkness, talking about, talking about Judaism, talking about legalism, you know, in John chapter 1, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And then he goes on, he says, he came to his own, but his own didn't want to receive him. That word comprehend means to grab a hold of with a purpose to make use of. They didn't receive him. And then he calls darkness... You know, also the place where you sleep, where your eyes are closed in ignorance of the truth. So, he says the following, he says, I will give you light. I will bring forth light in you. I will manifest what is approved of God uh, in you by the Holy Spirit. All you need to do is never go back and continue to believe that which God says about you, continue to have your identity in the finished work of Christ and nothing else. Amen. Then we can go to verse 14. Let me see, I'm thinking I'm missing a verse that I wanted to preach on here. No, I've, it's just one verse here, Isaiah 40 about the Holy Spirit, and then we're going to end off by reading Ephesians 5.14. Isaiah 40 says, um, and I hope I quote this right now, Isaiah 40 says, uh, Comfort my people. Tell them their war is over and that their sin is pardoned, that they have received double from the Lord's hand on account of their iniquity. So what it means there is um, the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Comfort my people by telling them the war is over, their sins are forgiven. So when, the, when 
Paul comes and he says, walk as a child of the light. What he's saying is, in the next verse, for the fruit of the Spirit. So walking as a child of the light, to me would mean to say, I continue to walk under the Spirit. I continue to walk under the message that my sins are pardoned and to walk under the message that my war is over. Because on account of that, if you read the rest of Isaiah, is then the Bible says the Holy Spirit, God will bring forth us as a delightful land, you know, of the Lord, wherein He will bring forth all the beautiful plants and beautiful attributes which belongs to Him in us. Isn't that beautiful? So that is what we need to have in mind. Let us quickly have a look at verse 14 there. It says, um, Wherefore? He says, Awake you that sleep, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, for the days are evil. What he is saying um, there is very simple. He is saying that he is likening darkness with a person that sleeps, because when you sleep, you normally put the light off. We sleep at night. So he says, uh, he says, listen, so awake from your sleep, awake from the place where you are still walking in the, uh, it, it, as unwise people that think that you can have life by your works, you know, and awake unto this righteousness that is a free gift unto us all. And then you will find Christ will give you light. Christ will bring forth the good in you. So what we do, church, and I want to, you know, I, I want to just say this about the web church and people watching this. We advocate a holy life. We advocate a life where we love each other, where we are kind. We don't allow and we don't have our pages as a place, a gossip room. We don't have a, a place where we try and talk bad about others, mock other preachers, or any of that. We want to have a place and an atmosphere in our web church of love and care, where we, where even if bad things happen to people that has been um, ill-treating us, that there is a compassion rising in our heart from, from the heart of God. That is what we want to see. We want to see the fruit of the Spirit manifesting in our life. Now, um, the only way we're going to ever have that is if we continue to focus uh, on the finished work of Jesus. And the only way we're going to continue in that fruit which I already see in your lives is by never going back to legalism, never going back to law, never going back to a place where we look how many people are slotting in into our church. You know, we are what we do. You know, we are, we are a growing church. We are this, we are that. Church, we're not going to find our identity in that. We're not going to, we're going to find our identity only in Christ. We're going to find our identity only in how much He loves us and how valuable others are. And this is what He says there. You know, He says, let us awake. Let us awake from the sleep. You know, and when we awake from the sleep, what does it mean? I start to walk in the reality of light, which is the life of Christ. How do I awake from my sleep? I say, His life is my life. And then He will give you light. He will bring forth fruit in your life. Amen and amen. So uh, to conclude this, in, I can conclude this in the following words. You don't have to provide your own light. His life as your life will pr produce life, light in you and shine forth that which God, which God approves of, which is uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. 
Friends, I hope you can see that how we look at Ephesians, doesn't matter how condemning the scriptures might sound, at the end of the day, it can only be interpreted inside of the parameters of the finished work of Jesus in order for it to give life. And we can see the Apostle Paul writing it in that way. You know, I would like to um, <clears throat> pray for you. Maybe you are, um, you are ill today and you've got sickness in your body. Um, I'm just going to ask all our web members, let us just, uh, just as a sign of our uh, faith, just stretch forth our hands towards our computer screen or lift it to the Lord, whatever you feel you need to do. Let us do that and we just pray for sick people right now. You know, there can be people here that's got re real sickness in their bodies and we stand for healing and we stand for helping people. So if you've got sickness in your body, let us just pray for you. <clears throat> Thank you. I also thank all the way pastors. Let's agree here together. Father, I want to thank you that I can just stretch forth my hand towards this camera just as a sign that we are together in the Spirit. And the people that are watching now that are going, that, that feel depressed, people that are going through hard times in their marriage, um, people that are going through hard times with their children, uh, people that don't have jobs, people that feel lonely, people that struggle with depression, people that's got sickness in their bodies. I thank you, Father, that in this wonderful, loving atmosphere, that there is um, in the Spirit, which is a perfect unity around this truth, we declare your Lordship and we declare healing for every person. And I thank you, Father, that your word, as, as normal human words can affect water, we declare your word over people's lives. We say, you are righteous. You are healed. You are well in Jesus' name. I just feel by the Holy Spirit to pray this over you as well. <clears throat> Above all things, Father, I pray right now that every person that watches me, even if it's in the archives where they watch this message, right now as I stretch forth my hands, I declare over them that they will have an enlightened mind to see the dimensions of your love for them, that they can um, arise from the dead and just see the truth of the life of Christ and have a, a great understanding in their hearts and knowledge in their heads concerning this gospel to the point that your life manifests in them in Jesus mighty name. Amen and amen. Well guys thank you so much for uh, slotting in. Thank you so much for uh, being with us. We've had a lot of people that slotted in. I think it's the most we've had in our web church uh, slot in. It's great to see this and just to have you here. If any one of you need um, any uh, you know, pastoral care or you want somebody to pray for you personally, please feel free to go onto our website, dynamicministries.com, click on Web Fellowship at the top and look at our web pastors there, contact them on Facebook and they stand ready right now. You know, um, there are some of them that are not available now, but most of them are available right now and they will pray for you and encourage you in the good news. Thank you so much for, um, for, for this. I would like to ask you, uh, the moment our message is uploaded on the website and we share it on Facebook, would you please share it on your page or just like it? Um, if this message has blessed you, just write a comment there. In that way, many people can see this and they will also um, wonder what this is all about and they can be blessed. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. You are deep, I want to just say this, you are deeply loved by God. And not just by God, I feel His love in my heart for you guys. Elena and I, she's sitting here um, working on the other computer, um, checking everything going well. 
Both of us are so excited about this ministry. God bless you guys. Thank mm-hmm. you.